All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Five, twelve. I'm at Sports Leader TSN, twelve sixty. Right, we got some bids coming in. You guys always show up at the right time. I love it. Um, the Mets girls from Leduc are in at uh, 800 and, uh, Ron comes in at uh, $900. So uh, here we go. Final hour. I like it. So you can text in at 10, 12, 60. Dial us up at uh, 444, 12, 60. It's all for uh, Smash Out MS. It'll be uh, this Friday morning down at the uh, Ranch Golf and Country Club. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Clausen says the weather should be good. So I'll take his, uh, I'll take his word for it. He knows uh, much more about uh, meteorology than I do. Welcome back to the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Connor Halley with you. Struds, day off today. He's uh, he's in Kamloops celebrating, although he did send me a text, and I'll read it in a in a second to you as uh, we get to the uh, Rashad Report uh, brought to you by NextGen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, and uh, numerous youth sports teams that they love to sponsor and help out because they love giving back to the community. It's NextGenTransportation.com as we welcome in Ryan Rashog. Shogger, how you doing? I'm solid, pal. How are we doing? Good. I just got a text from Struds to read. He goes, hey, uh, ask Rashog uh, why we're not rooming together. Signed, Struds. What's uh, what's going on? Uh, I don't know. I guess I wasn't invited. I wasn't with the cool – well, I was invited by the organization, but it didn't work out for me. But in terms of the cool crowd, that Memorial Cup crowd, those guys that got to hoist it above their heads and celebrate, they don't really hang with us after the facts. And that's what we were. We were this ragtag group of after-the-good-team guys. Okay. And uh, so we don't really get included in that stuff. 
with the mem covers. All right. Okay. That's fair. Uh, yeah. The Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Tucker and Tyson yes. Nash and all those guys and, you know, like all of the Nolan Baumgartners and Jerome, they're all, they all stay at a different hotel. Right. No, no, that's fair. Kind of snobby. Like Struddy. That makes sense. <laughs> um, uh, the Edmonton Oilers uh, make a trade today and, uh, you know, they trade their fifth round selection in the upcoming entry uh, NHL entry draft, uh, which was 152nd pick to the Rangers for uh, Drayden Grube, who was a 65th pick two years ago. Uh, we had him yeah. on the show earlier today. He only played five nice. games his draft year, still only uh, was drafted in the third round. Uh, rehabbed the whole summer, didn't really get to train how he wanted, and he struggled that year, he said, but uh, this past season was healthy again and was a point-of-game player. Described himself as you know a 200-foot player, obviously would like to score more, but you know if he projects to be an NHL, He's like a bottom six guy who can kill penalties, block shots. Uh, he's two years ahead of who they might take in the fifth round. That's basically how I view it. How do you see this trade? I see this trade as the Oilers are looking to save money and not have to send anybody to the draft because they'll have no picks. <laughs> <laughs> I think, how many more do they need to trade between now and the end of uh, end of June before they can just not go? Uh, no, I'm kidding, obviously. I mean, yeah, I think, I think if – you know, I can't pretend to know this player really well. The question I would have, and I don't know the answer, is for the size, you love it. For the fact that he plays center, you love that. So you look at the penalty minutes, and you're like, okay, it doesn't look like he's afraid to crash around a little bit. How does he skate? That's what I want to know for a guy that size. Um, you have to be able to skate to go deep in the NHL playoffs. And so I, I don't know the answer to that, but that would be one of my questions uh, about that player. Um I like it. I mean, if that's if the scouting report is is that he's you know had some injury troubles but has come through it and is developing nicely, uh, I think you add those players to your organization, uh, a third round pick that you get for fifth round capital, and he's closer to being able to contribute on a team that's in its window. Can he come in and play two years from now? I don't know. Uh, I'm okay with it. I think you're closing your gap between drafting a player and being able to use a player. Yeah, 100%. That's kind of how I view it. Um, you know, some people say, hey, they could use that fifth pick to get an NHL player. I don't know. Um, really? Usually at, usually at the draft, uh, well, there's lots of guys traded the draft for draft picks, right? Kyle Brodziak was traded for two picks. That didn't work out. And, you know, there's every year there's guys traded. But not usually you're not getting one. Like Cam Talbot, the orders got at the draft for, for picks, right? Like trades will happen there. Um, could, could you wait to see? I don't know. Uh, and you're probably not getting one player just for a fifth. Usually you'd have to be like a second and a fifth or something. And the orders, you know, I guess they could have done that. But I, I don't mind this trade. We'll, we'll see it. You know, it's a big body. It's a right shot. Um, uh, center who's more of a defensive-minded guy, and and away they go. I think they really like his tenacity. I've talked to the guys in Red Deer today that you know I say he's a guy who whose competitive uh, engine is on most of the time, which is which is key. So like most draft picks in third, fourth, fifth, sixth round, man, you're talking 12, 14 percent chance to become NHLer. So you just hope that you know you get the right one and, and you move on from there. I, I really think as we get closer because tomorrow's June. And uh, that means now you're what twenty six seven days away from the NHL draft. You know, then you got free agency. You have to have qualifying offers in by the thirtieth. The buyout window starts in probably like eighteen days, give or take, when the uh, the Stanley Cup final ends or not. Shogger and I really think like I'm very curious. Do you think the Oilers can come out of the draft in the buyout period and still have Yamamoto on the roster? 
tough. I mean, tough. You know, you got to get got to get Bouchard done. If you want to keep Kulak and Cece on the team, then I think that gets pretty difficult. Um, so I think that's why they're going to try and uh, and make the move. I think honestly, I think it's as much about re-signing Bouchard and keeping the blue line intact. Um, and then giving other players the opportunity to work their way into that top six position. So I, I think it has as much to do with wanting to keep what they've got on the back end. Don't you see those as being pretty related? Well, yeah, I, th- I think they could keep them on the back end anyway. Like, I, like I have, I've crunched all the numbers for Evan Bouchard, and, and I can see the argument says, hey, you try to lock up Bouchard to a six-year deal, seven-year deal right no, now. No, 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 no. No, but the only way you can do that is if you're paying him seven million, and I don't like. No, I, I don't happening. see the orders doing that. No, it's not happening. No, I don't it's see not that. happening. I mean, I mean, the Edmonton Oilers' best chance to win a Stanley Cup is by applying the leverage they have on Evan Bouchard. Right? They're going to get yes. probably seven million dollars worth of defensemen offensively, you know, for under four million. I mean, yeah. if you're sitting in that negotiation, you say to Evan, like, if you want to win a Stanley Cup, the best way for you to do that is for us to kind of be pricks right now like we have the leverage we have to use it because we can get an excellent defenseman at a decent price so we're gonna have to do a bridge deal and it's gonna suck for right now but you might win a cup and then you will get paid and i think i mean uh, that that's just what they have to do in this situation to give themselves the best chance at winning and bouchard will make his money long term here so i I do think the – and I, I can't imagine that Jeff Jackson and Evan Bouchard wouldn't kind of understand that and, and get it. There's some times where you don't have leverage. And when Evan Bouchard is an older player and still, you know, if he's wanting to win a Stanley Cup and he's a real asset, he'll want to see his organization making prudent moves like that too, right? you got to use the leverage that you have. That's the system that's in place. So as much as it might be crummy for Bouchard not to get – what his value could be on a longer-term deal, he has to understand that wouldn't make sense for them right now. Yeah, I would think so. So uh, we'll see where it plays out. Uh, so to me, see, I think Yamamoto isn't necessarily about the defense because I think Bouchard's numbers, they can afford him at 3.5 and technically still have Yamamoto on the roster. I think it's more so moving Yamamoto or, or buying him out allows them to fill out the bottom of their forward roster better. So I don't have I'm, – I'm in the truck here. I don't have Cap Friendly up in front of me or, or Puckpedia. So if you want to keep CeCe and keep Kulak and give Bouchard his increase, and on the, on the bottom end of the roster you want to sign Yanmark, sign Costin, um, get McLeod's deal done, and consider Ryan, you're saying you can do all that and keep Yamamoto in the mix. I thought that was going to be a bit of a pinch. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's about the defense. I think it's about their depth forwards, right? If you want to, if you want to keep your forward depth strong, you're freeing up the money from Yamamoto. I agree. That's where I, I just don't think. I think their defense is they look at what they've got on defense and say, okay, we're signing Bouchard. Yeah, we have no problem. We're signing Bouchard to three and a half or whatever the number is. And you, in theory, could still keep Yamamoto, but then that means you're lessening your opportunity to fill out your bottom half of the roster. And I think that the Bukestads, maybe, I don't know about him, but Ryan and Yanmark and Costin and then some other guys, I think it's basically Yamamoto goes out and the, the space you free up brings in two bottom six forwards. Do you mean, when you say brings in, do you mean additionally? Well, or either the ones the they, yeah. they have to sign. Yeah, keeps keeps some of the guys they have, but also will open up a spot to bring in someone else as well. 
Yeah, and I would I would view it a little bit differently. I would say I would say look for internal you know, some internal promotions here in the form of Lavoie potentially. Dylan Holloway. And then and then keep two of you know, the group like Devin Shore's not probably not coming back. Uh, I think he really liked it here, but I mean he just had no traction with his staff. So I mean you've got McLeod will stay, obviously. You've got Bukestad. You got Costin, you got Ryan, and you got Yanmark. I think you can go out and sign a guy to compete for a third line slash second line spot. Uh, you know, somebody that's maybe a bit more focused on goal scoring. You know, and there's those those guys are can be out there. Um, plus, sign two of those guys. You know what I mean? I think someone yeah. maybe if you if you, Yamamoto's out, then you can you can eyeball Lavoie coming in potentially if he's ready. You can eyeball Holloway stepping in and then keeping two of those guys. My money would be on Costin and Yanmark is who my money would be on for them to keep in that scenario. And Derek Ryan? See, I think you're keeping Derek. Yeah. If they can, it depends on, see, it depends on the guy you go get to maybe play in your top six because they'll need someone to play in their top six and to compete with Kyler Yamamoto for that spot. Or, sorry, compete with Dylan Holloway for that spot. So whether it's like, uh, I mean, you know, I talked about Sonny Milano last year, a guy that scored a number of goals and came in on a PTO. I think you're you're hunting for a guy that you think might be able to come in and compete in that position. You know, Rodriguez, Evan Rodriguez, or like just, just somebody who might be able to push Holloway. That might make it tough on Ryan. Yeah, see, I, see, I could see Derek Ryan sign a two-year deal at like 900K. And you know what? He's just if he ends up being your thirteenth forward and you have depth, awesome. But and if not, you know what? Uh, that, that's kind of how I see it. Like I, I think Yanmark still probably could get a little bit more money on the open market. Uh, I think Clean Costin definitely could. Like Costin's interesting one for me, Shogger, because he does have Arbrights and he has pretty good numbers to, to get a, a decent raise from his seven fifty. And I, I think Edmonton likes him, but in the cap world, they don't necessarily want to pay him what an arbitrator would would grant him which could be upwards of like 1.6 1.7 and so with costin i agree with you i think that's the guy they want to sign but if you're costin's camp you might be like hey can we you know go to arbitration Stretty had a really good point about costin he said have you ever had any traction until you got to edmonton no his agent told him when he got to vancouver he never had any traction sign here it works for us maybe you know he signed a three-year deal maybe it took a little bit less but it worked out and i and he said if he was the agent for clean costin he'd give him the exact same advice Oh, 100%. 100%. You say, look, it. they believed in you and got your career back on track. You love your team. The city loves you, and you might win a Stanley Cup in the next two years. So you could go make 1.55 somewhere if we really, really grind, or you can take a buck and a quarter from Edmonton on, you know, get a couple years and go try and win a Stanley Cup and have a blast on a team you love, you know, in an organization that believed in you. Uh, I could see that happening all day long. Yeah, so. Uh, quickly, uh, Memorial Cup, your uh, Thunderbirds and your uh, former Kamloops Blazers. Uh, you watch yeah. that series. It's on TSN tonight. Uh, you know, big surprise by Peterborough to uh, to beat Quebec uh, last night. They were undefeated. Now, I know Quebec had nothing to play for because they were going to the final regardless. But uh, And so maybe I wouldn't say they tanked it, but now it just forces an extra game for, for another team. But it also keeps Peterborough alive. So uh, I'm yeah. kind of interested about the Memorial Cup. Uh, who do you like tonight? 
Well, I got to go Kamloops. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that my, my alma mater is not going to win. Um, you know, I, I love it. I, I love the element of the host team in that tournament. I really do. Uh, you know, whether they earned their way there or whether they lost and got a break and had to, you know, had to kind of just be the hosts and work their way in. Um, the host teams can be scrappy at those events. And uh, it's a good team. Um, lots of support in the community. It'll be a great atmosphere. Like, I think it'd be a lot of fun. So uh, I got to go with my guys. Come on. Yeah, well, I would hope so. I would definitely hope so. So, Shogger, enjoy the game tonight. Uh, we will uh, chat with chat with you tomorrow. Lock your uh, your hotel room door. That's the advice we're getting from the texters. So, lock your hotel. Sounds <laughs> good, buddy. Cheers. It's Ryan Rashog from uh, TSN. The Rashog Report brought to you by NextGenTransportation.com. Uh, the Mets girls are back in at $1,200. Now we're rolling for the uh, Smash Out MS uh, Foursome of Golf Friday morning, 8 o'clock at the Ranch Golf and Country Club. Uh, it'll be four of you plus myself. Uh, we'll have loads of fun. You got the uh, the gold ticket, which gets, which is basically worth 200 bucks as well. I get you into everything entered in the on the course that day. A lot of fun. A few drink tickets each. Also some uh, breakfast, uh, dinner afterwards, and loads of fun. So text in at ten twelve sixty if you like to golf this Friday, or you can call Connor triple four twelve sixty. Take a quick break. We'll come back. We got uh, help me understand. We're also going to uh, talk a little bit more about the uh, the NHL. A lot of text about the trade. We'll get to that, and also the big GM announcement and. What's going to happen next? It's one of the more interesting off-seasons, like Winnipeg, Vancouver, Toronto. Like Edmonton Order fans, it's not going to be, I don't think, as busy of an off-season. There'll be some moves, but, man, some of those other cities got huge questions. We'll get to those next. 5.33 on Edmonton Sports Center, TSN 1260. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. You can always get involved. You can text us, 10.12.60. Email us in our Jiffy Lube Box, Jay Gregor, TSN 1260.ca. And Jiffy Lube, they love sporting local. When you go into Jiffy Lube, get an oil change, they'll give you a $20 gift card and your choice of over 100 local vendors to use it on. Pretty sweet. Check it out at jiffylubeservice.ca. Hey, boys, uh, what are the orders planning on doing for the player they got in the uh, Pugliarvi trade? Uh, they're not going to qualify him. Uh, Puistola, no. Uh, they're not, sorry, not qualify him. They're not going to sign him. Um, so uh, he will become a, a free agent. I don't, uh, I think at this point, um, not a lot of people view him necessarily as, as an NHL prospect today. So we'll see what happens uh, down the road. He was just, yeah, it was just like a, they didn't want to say for futures, I think, just so they uh, added a player to it for fun. And, hey, I understand it, but that's how it goes. Now, let's go around the NHL, brought to you by McDonald's and, ooh, baby. Lots going on right now at uh, McDonald's, as always, every day. Doesn't matter the time of day if uh, pure 100% Alberta beef, quarter pounder with cheese. Get it today, only at McDonald's. And uh, big news today in Toronto. They have their GM. It had been rumored for a bit, and today was official. Brad Trelevin is the uh, new GM of Toronto. And, man, he's coming in. He's got a lot of work to do. Is uh, David Alter from uh, SI and uh, Hockey News uh, covers the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, David, it's not like he can come in and kind of take his time. He's got a lot of big decisions to make here in the in the coming weeks and, and months here about the uh, the core four of Toronto and where they go moving forward. What's your sense on the likelihood of Matthews and Nylander getting contract extensions, or do you think one of the four is going to get traded? 
Yeah, Jason, that's the multi-million dollar question. I think a lot of people probably going into this process after Kyle Dubas was uh, dismissed as GM and maybe even before that thought, okay, they're open to it now, something's going to change. And then now you've got this tight timeline for Brad Tree Living to kind of work with. Um, but one thing we do know about Brad is that um, he is he's good at relationships and good at making sure that he's got to you know, meet with everybody and, and make a calculated decision at that point. So I imagine right after he addresses us, he'll start making the rounds. And if he hasn't already at least touched base with the camp of all four of those guys, just to kind of ingratiate himself and kind of let him know what he's thinking. And more importantly, kind of get a sense of what they're thinking as well. So you're right. Not a lot of time to deal with this, but um, uh, the big attraction for Brad tree living here was the fact that, in the past, he's had to make these franchise-moving decisions as recently as last July. And so what he learned from that and what he got back and what he might do differently will be the biggest value for him as GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, what is your – like, John Tavares, I can't see how he's moving, so it's really the other three. If they had to pick one, right? who do you think they pick to move? I think if they pick, it would probably be Tavares. I just don't think that that's going to happen because it's been established already. And he made that clear at his end of season news conference. He didn't say, no, I won't lose my no move, but he was asked about that specifically and just reiterated that he loves being here and that he quote made a commitment to being here. So um, I think that would be the obvious pick. I just don't see it happening. I think that's just something that they're going to have to kind of deal with. And it's not like he's not a serviceable player. He just may not be an $11 million player. So whether he is the 2C next year or if he moves to the wing permanently and they at least find a different solution there by moving one of the other guys, that's what they might have to do. If it's not him, I think it might even be Mitch Marner, but that's where the timing becomes big because I don't see Mitch Marner easily moving his no-move clause and that kicks in on July 1. And uh, he's another guy who just loves being here and has made a commitment to being here, but probably could get you a lot of value back and, and fix some other issues in the lineup. But again, that's something that they're going to have to kind of figure out between now and July 1, because once July 1 hits, it's all in Marner's court, just like it is all in Matthew's court. And at least with Nylander, it's a bit easier because that's a modified no trade as opposed to a full no move. And you can talk about the core four, and sure, I get that. But to me, if Toronto's going to move forward, they got to improve their defense. How many changes do you see coming in on their blue line? And it's, to me, like when I look at Kyle Dubas, I thought there was two major errors he made. Number one was I thought he didn't have great contract negotiations for Tavares, Marner, and Matthews. They all got maximum term. They got the best money, and Marner and Matthews didn't even have to go eight years. So I, I, right. I thought he lost in that negotiation. And then I don't feel like he ever really addressed his defense core as much as he needed to, and I think that ultimately was their downfall. So um, Tree Living inherits a blue line that still has lots of question marks. For sure it does. What I will say Dubas did a pretty good job of, at least in late February, is he addressed some of those needs by acquiring guys like Jake McCabe, who is a big body, someone a little bit different that is like a, a, a replacement for Jake Muzzin, but a big body who, who can stand up in the playoffs. The, the only problem was he was only elite for two months. They made a lot of changes quickly, 
and it took a while for that that whole nucleus to kind of gel uh, in the postseason when you totally revamp a team like they did so late in the season. Unlike Florida, they made all those changes, but they had a whole season to deal with it and iron out the kinks, and now they're in the Stanley Cup final right now, albeit they got there by a point, but they're in the Stanley Cup final. So I like a lot of the moves that they made there. The problem with the Maple Leafs now, and this is something Tree Living is going to have to address, is the defense is actually fairly committed. There's room for maybe one or two bodies max. Uh, but other than that, the big holes right now is filling out the third and fourth lines and, and maybe another top six winger and what you're going to do in that respect. So um, you look at the numbers and the dollars that are committed. TJ Brody's back. Kate McCabe's back. You've got uh, Morgan Riley, who's back for quite a while. Um, there's there's not a lot of room for movement there. You have Timothy Lilligrid who's going to be back. So maybe you, you figure out a deal for Luke Shen because he was a big body that was certainly helpful and brought the best out of Morgan Riley. But outside of that, there's not really a lot of room unless they totally revamp it. And that's going to be up to Tree Living to decide if that's what the defense needs or if it's just a couple more bodies. But really the big holes are the depth of Ford right now just because of how committed they are to those four guys. David Alter joins us at the Sports Theater, TSN twelve sixty. Uh, are you expecting a Dubas announcement in Pittsburgh soon? I don't know with that one because it looked like it was close. It wouldn't surprise me if that's just more negotiating going on. Um, there is something to be said. I keep hearing about how uh, you know when you go through job transition, just because it's the first job that's available doesn't necessarily mean it's the one you have to take, and. I think if he really wanted it, I think that would have been done by now. So I'm not sure. I look at what Dubis wants to do in the short term, and I look at those contracts in Pittsburgh that have a ton of no moves. Like uh, like they've got um, uh, Raquel at a no move for a long period of time, Latang. And those guys are going to be really old into their core. And then you have to start wondering, do they really have a lot of years left to, to contend or do they need to rip apart the studs and how much can you do? That was part of the whole problem of why they moved on from guys like Hackstall and Burke because they were kind of trying to do that, but then they were rocking the apple cart with the core guys like Malkin. So I don't know. I think if there was a better situation there for Dubas, he probably would jump at it and that could be, what's leading to some of the, I don't know if I should or shouldn't, or if he's buying time to see what else is out there, because this looks like it's another negotiating tactic, but there's just a lot of conflicting reports that came yesterday from local Pittsburgh media to then uh, our, your colleague and mine, Frank Cervalli, and what he was saying about the situation, that it just seems like there's just no real finality to it. And I wonder if that's just Nubis kind of looking at what might be out there and if maybe the first opportunity isn't necessarily the best opportunity. No, that, that's completely fair. I, I'd make an argument for him that, hey, waiting and seeing what happens in Ottawa would be yep. would be potentially better uh, for sure. Uh, Dave, thanks for the rundown, man. We appreciate it. Uh, it's going to be an interesting month. Uh, Toronto, Winnipeg, Vancouver, there's some big Canadian markets going to have some decisions to make. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be uh, It's never a dull moment in Toronto, that's for sure, Jason. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, David Alter from uh, – SI, dailyfaceoff.com, talking about the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, their new GM in Brad. Treveling.
544. We'll get to uh, help me understand. Also, got if you want to get in here, final chance to, to golf on Friday. Uh, currently, the Mets girls have it at $1,200. It's a foursome with myself, so I'll be five of us teeing it up uh, 8 a.m. at the Ranch Golf and Country Club, all for Smash Out MS. If you want in, you can text in at 10-1260 or call Connor at 4 1260. Gregor, Connor Halley with you. Let's get to another edition of uh, Help Me Understand, listener edition brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Got big golf tournaments? Hey, we're planning one on Friday, but you need one? Guess what? Maybe you need some company apparel on shirts, jackets, golf balls. Well, they do it all. They got all the best brand names at ElitePromoMarketing.com. I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. I'm afraid I don't understand. Understand? Do you? I don't understand. What? Uh, help me understand. It's too technical for a layman to understand. Got some good ones in today. Uh, guys, help me understand. I haven't seen much improvement in Broberg, albeit small amounts of ice time. Why is now the time to be patient? Shouldn't they move him? Make the team win? Ed. Ed, honestly, man, that's I think that is one of the most intriguing questions of the offseason. Is do you remain patient with Broberg? But if you're keeping Brett Kulak, how do you do that? You know what I mean? Like do you send him the American League? I guess. But like how how is he gonna respond to that? Honestly, right? Like he was basically here all year long. And he wants to play, don't get me wrong. But you're sending him the American League. That's a, that's a huge drop, like 10% of what he's normally making, right? So there's that factor. Gosh, I, I, I understand the business side of it, but I'm looking, say, you know, Philip Broberg's a pretty young defenseman. You know, the history will tell you there's guys like that. You can get a decent deal there, right? Package him up. So I think the how you handle Philip Broberg is one of the – that's why they're GMs. That's a tough decision. Because I wouldn't, if the orders, everybody agrees, their window to win is now. The next two years, now there's no guarantee you do. Right? So sometimes you could trade a young player because you're like, hey, we got to go for it. And it makes sense. And then that young guy goes somewhere else and plays well. But that's the risk. So at some point, there's a risk reward. You got to take it. So I don't, uh, honestly, that is a, a very, very good one. Hey guys, help me understand all this talk about Bouchard and $7 million. He's still not a good defender. Again, and I think, to be fair, Rashog said, hey, $7 million in offense. And I don't think any – but offense pays you money, right? Look at defensive defensemen compared to what offensive guys get paid. It's not the same. Now, you can argue that maybe that needs to be uh, altered. I can understand that. I totally can get it. And and I look at a guy like Tyson Berry. Like, Tyson Berry was an elite offensive player. was not considered great defensive, although he was highly competitive in the playoffs. Played quite well. He never got huge money. He got good money. So I can understand a bridge deal for Bouchard is, yeah, he'll put up some big offensive numbers, but now maybe his defensive game improves, which very much could. Then can become a huge one. But I, I think you got to kind of take that bet if you're the Edmonton owners because, hey, you just don't have the cap space. You want to win now, you can't pay Bouchard $7 million next year. You're not going to win because you don't have enough cap space for everybody else. So. That's what I do. We got more good ones. We'll do some more of uh, Help Me Understand tomorrow. And congratulations to the uh, the Mets girls. And Jill, you are the winner. We'll see you Friday at the ranch. Uh, thanks, everybody, for bidding today. Let's get to the uh, con man and a sports center update brought to you by 
Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of the no payments, no interest for one year on your AC unit. Stay cool all summer long. LegacyHeating.ca.